The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are talking red flags and icks in dating. Hi, guys. Happy Sunday at the time of listening to this or happy whatever day you're listening to this. It's currently Thursday. I'm recording this episode and I just really want to say that I've missed you guys because between recording last week's episode and this week's episode, it's been like the longest time and I'm feeling a little bit rusty, but hopefully this episode is okay. I just want to say a huge thank you as well to you guys because the episode last week was so well received and of course I had my sister Carla on it. Thank you so much if you gave us beautiful feedback. Carla's really grateful too. And yeah, it was just received so, so well. And not that I didn't think it would be, but it was just really nice. And so I am obviously excited to jump into another episode. But before we do that, as always, I want to know what is your gratitude? What are your highlights? What are you struggling with? Hold space for that for a second. I am going to give you mine. And I haven't even done a post in the Facebook group this week. I think I'll do it on Sunday. And the reason for that is I've just been really struggling to get back into routine. If you would have seen, you probably did see because I was very annoying on social media, but I went to South Australia with TikTok and Tourism South Australia. And so I was there for five days, four nights, and it just completely threw my routine out the window. And we've spoken about this in another podcast episode where your routine will take a hit if you're on holidays. And even though I was working slash holidaying, it definitely has just thrown my routine out the window. But I did go to the gym today for the first time since being back, which was nice. And I think I just want to start with that struggle because I've really... I don't know, just been struggling this week to even like get up early, get out of bed. And I'm usually a morning person. It's not usually something I struggle with, but I just want to show you guys that I'm human and I struggle with that too, especially after you've had a really fun time or a really busy time being away. can be hard to get back into the swing of usual life. And now for my gratitude and my highlight, my gratitude is you guys. And I already kind of told you this, but for the support last week, but also for voting for me in the Australian Podcast Awards. Now, The awards were hosted on Monday night. I was actually on a flight back from South Australia to Melbourne and I did not uh, obviously win, which is fine. It's totally fine. I just want to say thank you because so many of you voted for me and it wasn't even about winning. Obviously, I wanted to give it a red hot crack. I know the competition I'm up against and I know that I've got a much smaller podcast, a much smaller community compared to everybody else, but it was just really nice to have your support and have you have my back. So, Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love this podcast community more than I can ever put into words. I love all of my communities, but I just feel like the podcast community is just something so special and I feel really close to you guys and I just want to say thank you. So I really, really appreciate that. And just in general, because if it wasn't for you guys and also for everyone else in my community, I probably wouldn't have gone on that South Australian trip. And so that is my highlight because I had the best time and there is a specific YouTube video about it if you want to go and watch that. We got up to so much fun and I just think it was really nice for me to experience South Australia like that. Not that I didn't think much of it, but I guess I didn't have any expectations and I guess I didn't really know all the fun stuff that you could do there. And so I was in the best company. I met other TikTok 
TikTokers, which is really nice. I was with TikTok and Tourism South Australia and Komodo, who were the company that organized it. And it was just beautiful. And I had the best time and it was exactly what I needed. And I was very anxious in the lead up to the trip, but being on it and experiencing it was just yeah, amazing. So that was my highlight. I saw dolphins, guys. <laughs> and I was really, really excited about that. I've never seen them in the wild like that before. And it was just so special. And I think I would love to swim with them, but I don't know if that's a bad thing for them. I obviously would want to do that with like wild dolphins if possible. I need to do some research, but yeah, I had the best time. And so I'm excited and grateful and yeah, ready for today's show. Now, today's show is a very juicy one. It's very exciting. It's jam-packed. We're going through my red flags in dating. I'm going to share with you what some of my red flags are. I will also teach you how to get clear on knowing what your own red flags are so that you can be empowered while dating because I think that's super important. We will then go through some icks. And I'm going to give you some of mine and then I'm going to give you some from you guys. When I put the question box up, I don't know what I was expecting. I thought it could go one of two ways. People will want really serious red flag deep chat or people are going to send me hilarious icks. And I got both. And so this podcast episode is going to be both. And then I'll also tell you the difference between icks and red flags. And I'll give you some insight into the biggest ick that I've overlooked in the past. <laughs> and then we'll jump into the listener questions, which include... Being too picky, falling for potential, and what to do if you're in a relationship with someone with a lot of red flags. All right, guys. So as always, we start with a definition. Now, a red flag is a warning of danger. Okay. And so in the text or context of dating, it is a warning of danger in dating. So something that comes up in a date or while you're getting to know each other early on, I'm going to say red flags can come up very early. The ones I'll discuss today, I'm more talking about like on the first few dates, but there are definitely red flags that can come up in the middle of a relationship or at any point in a relationship. And I'd also say that red flags are probably a little bit different to deal breakers. I would say there are deal breakers that I have that I haven't listed in the red flags. And there are also some red flags that could be deal breakers. Now, these are my red flags. Obviously, there's heaps out there. I'm not saying that my red flags are the only ones. I'm not saying that this is about anyone specifically or any of my past relationships. Obviously, my past experience shapes the way I perceive the world and what I look for. So there's an element of that. But this is just a general summary of things I look out for. And I'm going to give you my top nine. I tried to get to 10 but I could only think of nine for this episode. All right, so without any further waiting, let's jump right in. Number one, and this is my biggest red flag, is probably little to no self-awareness or lacking in self-awareness. And what I mean by that is when someone is not aware of who they are, when they're not aware of their own values, their own beliefs, their own emotions, their own thoughts, I feel like that is a little bit of a red flag. Hear me out (laughs) because I am someone who is like, I'm going to say almost borderline too self-aware, if that's even a thing. And so I almost feel like I need someone on that level to understand me because without that, I don't think it would work. And I feel like down the track, what it would mean is that if I was to go get into a relationship with someone that didn't have that self-awareness, it might land us in things like poor communication, no accountability, just like subpar behavior. And so I'm not sitting here saying that everyone needs to be as self-aware as me. No, that's not what I'm saying, but I do, I would like my partner to have some self-awareness. And so for me, if they don't have that, that would be a red flag. Number two is too fast, too soon. Now, I think I've spoken about this a little bit before. I had a relationship that went too fast, too soon, but what I'm talking about are things like love bombing. So being really over the top really quickly. So whether it's over the top in terms of like displays of affection, in terms of admiration, in terms of attention, 
don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like compliments. I don't like to be flattered, but I'm talking like zero to a hundred. And then I'm also talking about future faking. So what that means is when you've just met someone and they're talking about taking you to their sister's wedding or taking you on a holiday or moving in together within like a week right? Future faking, talking about things in the future that aren't necessarily going to happen, but giving you that false sense like they are. And what I want to say on this point is it takes time to build a bond with somebody. When you're dating someone, especially on like a first or second date, you are strangers. You don't know each other. I feel like having had this in past experiences, when someone shows you or expresses that love for you when they don't even know you, it doesn't give you a very strong foundation to start on because they don't really know you. They're still getting to know you. And I think for me personally, if I'm dating somebody and they start to show signs of that or do that to me, I start to panic. And that's something that I would just probably move away from. I would much rather things be almost like a slow burn, have that friendship foundation first, and then obviously move to that intimacy and that connection and that bond as time progresses. We're strangers. We're going to treat each other accordingly, especially in like the first few dates, especially then. And then red flag number three is game playing. And this is an interesting one because I think had you asked me in my early 20s if this was a red flag, I would have said no. (laughs) I wouldn't have even been aware of it. I would have been thriving in it because I thought game playing and not even that I knew it was game playing, but I thought that this kind of behavior meant that like they were into me or meant that there was like they were hard to get or just meant that there was like that thrill there but what I'm talking about is any kind of behavior that leaves you feeling confused about what's going on flaky behavior breadcrumbing hate breadcrumbing ghosting or even just like disappearing for days at a time not texting you for days at a time or the other thing that they do is when their words and their actions don't match up anything that is super confusing and leaving you feeling like what the hell is going on where do I stand with this person for me anyway is a red flag and I've had it recently and I had it I'm going to say when I first started dating again after the last breakup I hadn't even gone on a date with this guy I'll give you an example and I remember I was in COVID lockdown and it was February this year I had COVID and he was like texting me or like messaging me to like check in on me and whatnot and I thought that was really lovely and he had like mentioned potentially going on a first date and I had known this man for like a little while we were friends we had known each other for a few years and I thought okay like he's kind of cute I'd always thought he was kind of cute and I was vibing chatting to him and I thought it was sweet that he was checking in on me and then it was like the third night of my isolation and he asked me what I was doing I said oh I'm in isolation he goes oh yeah I'm going on a date this was after we had just talked about having a date together and it just gave me like a little bit of a in my stomach you know that feeling like that sinking feeling and he wasn't doing anything wrong by the way like we hadn't had no conversation about being exclusive we haven't even had a date but I just thought not the vibe and so that's a prime example of what I'm talking about it's just not it for me anymore I don't find that attractive anymore and then red flag number four is overstepping my boundaries and I'm talking about physical boundaries mental boundaries emotional boundaries and I'm not just talking about sex on the first date and I'm also not saying that you shouldn't have sex on the first date I'm not here to say that if you want to have sex on the first or second date do you I'm not going to sit here and say don't do anything as long as you want to do it you do it okay I'm talking about in general the person you're dating not respecting your boundaries your time your personal space Uh, I'm even talking about like asking really personal questions (laughs) and I don't think that most of us realize this but I had this conversation with my psychologist where 
I've had men that I've dated in the past, like almost like tell me these really personal, intimate details of their life when they don't even know me or like try to push the conversation into like that really deep chat in like the first or second date. Again, that could almost borderline too much too soon, but it takes time to build that trust to have those conversations. You know, I think the key is knowing your boundaries so that then you can assert them and hold them. And I would also say in that is probably being too touchy-feely too soon for me anyway. Again, I'm not saying that these are right or wrong and the rules for life. I'm just sharing what my red flags are. Red flag number five is their past and history. Now, I'm not saying this because I don't think people should have a past or should have a history. Absolutely not. Guys, I'm nearly 30 years old. The people I date are around my age or older. A lot of us have baggage. A lot of us have history. A lot of us, sometimes people even have kids with their exes at this point in life or even younger. And I don't mind people having that baggage. What I mind is how they talk about their past and how they talk about their exes. I'm talking about them saying that their ex is crazy or them like talking really badly about their ex. And that for me is like an immediate red flag because in my mind, or not even in my mind, I want to know that you have learned from your past relationships. I want to know that you understand firstly why that relationship broke down and how to not have that happen again with the next person. I want to know that you've grown from that relationship as well. And so just the language around the way they talk about their past is really important to me. And so talking badly about the ex or people that they've dated, big, big red flag. And then number six is a mismatch in values. Now, again, these can be as big or small, right? And I'm not saying that my values are the only values that should matter. I'm just saying if I know my values and then they've got different values, that makes it a little bit of a red flag for me because I just think, how are we going to make this work? And so obviously you need to know your values to know this. And there will be a podcast on identifying your core values that will come out soon whenever you guys vote for it. But what I'm talking about is you may have a different idea of family plans. You may have different life plans. You may have different values on self-care. You may even have different lifestyles. You may have differences in how you view money. You may have differences in your humor, in schedules, in political views, communication styles, expectations in a relationship. There are so many different things that are going on. And again, knowing your values makes this easier. And there are some things in here that are like non-negotiable for me and other things that I'm a little bit more like, okay, yeah, we can deal with that. But I'll give you some examples, right? So I went on a date with this guy and I'm very open about my mental health. I'm very open about going to therapy. I have no shame in doing that. And I think I had mentioned it and he was kind of like, why are you going to therapy? Like there's nothing wrong with you. And almost like scoffed at it. Like it was this silly thing. And I was taken aback because for me, it's something really important. For me, it's like saved my life and it's something I'll just continue to do forever. And I don't think I could be with somebody who wouldn't see the value in that or who wouldn't see me, who wouldn't see that as me taking care of myself, right? And so obviously that didn't go very far. And then another example I can give you that's probably not as serious, but I'm obviously at a point in my life where I'm kind of out of my partying phase and I've done that. I've been there. I've done that. It was a good time. I had a lot of fun, (laughs) but I don't really have any interest in that world anymore. And so there have also been times where I may have been on dates with like some party boys and maybe back in my early twenties, that would have been a vibe. But again, our values are just not right. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being in your party phase. Live your life, have your party phase. I have a lot of fun memories from that time. But I just think when you're dating, 
there are certain values that are really important to be on the same page and other values that aren't that important, but just knowing what they are will help you navigate that. And for me, there are certain things that are red flags in that element. And then red flag number seven is being rude to family members, waiters or wait staff. And I think this one is pretty self-explanatory. Nothing bothers me more than if we're like on a date and the person is either being like rude to the waiter or the waitress, or they've like had a phone call and then like been really rude to whoever they've been on the phone to, or even worse, they've been rude to me on that first or second date. For me, immediate red flag, and I just can't see it going any further. Then we have red flag number eight, which I've just put as concerning behavior. And I've got quite a few things in here, but I thought it was important for me to cover them off. And I think eventually I might do a deeper podcast on some of this stuff. But what I'm talking about here are any kinds of behavior that are concerning, controlling behavior, anger, issues, even like codependency, being like too codependent on you, being incredibly jealous for no reason, having conflict early on. If we're on one one or two dates, we shouldn't be having an argument about something, please. Gaslighting as well. The second I notice that, immediate red flag, I'm out. And then I'll also say narcissistic behavior or any kind of abusive behavior. And that goes for emotional or physical. And so some of these can be present early on. Some of them may not be present until you're further down the track in dating, but some of them can be present early on. And so if you are struggling with this, I would recommend calling 1-800-RESPECT on 1-800-737-732. And then lastly, my number nine red flag is how my body feels around them. And what I like to do is just check in with my intuition and my gut instinct and think, am I feeling relaxed? after this date? How do I feel after the date? How do I feel on the date? In the lead up to the date, I'm very on edge. <laughs> I'm very anxious. I Dating does trigger a lot of anxiety for me, but sometimes when I get on a date with a person, it can be really calm. I can be really zen in their company and just noting that down. You know, I, as I said, I struggle with my anxiety, but I can very much feel when things feel good or when things feel not so good in my gut and it also takes practice to learn that with yourself and the way that I kind of practice it is when I get home from a date I do a little journal dump and that's when I would write it down there and on that the way that I figured out what my red flags are was from journaling and it was from past relationships and I want you to do this activity so I'm going to give you a quick guided journal activity and you can even do this in your notes app or if you're walking or driving just think about it but I want you to write down your perfect date I want you to write down your perfect first dates with somebody and I want you to be really specific about it. What does the date entail? What outfit are you wearing? What questions are you getting asked? What questions are you asking? What is the conversation like? What are you guys doing on this date? What's your perfect date activity? How do you feel on the date? What is that feeling in your body? What are you talking about? What do you guys have in common? What things are they doing that make you feel good? Think about all of those things and write it down. You can even write a little story if you want. And I would say you can even look back at some good dates that you've been on and some good elements from past relationships to figure out what feels good and then write that down too. And so for me, I'm going to give you what I would say makes the best date ever, right? <laughs> for me, they make the plans and they follow through. That's hot to me. <laughs> they make me feel safe. We have great communication. The conversation flows so easily. It's an equal balance of me asking questions, them asking questions. Things move at a healthy pace. We're getting to know each other. We're laughing. We're having fun. It's a pace that feels good. Their words and actions are matching up. 
They've got the same values as me. I'm in a cute outfit. We're on the beach having ice cream or fish and chips. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like the perfect setting. And, you know, this person that I'm on a date with, they're honest. They're kind. They're respectful. They're not leaving me confused. They have their own goals, their own dreams, their own vision. And it's like 10 out of 10, the best date ever. And so what I want you to do is just think of all the things that you want. And sometimes it might have to be, you thinking about what you don't want. I always like to think of the things I want first and then work backward because I just feel like that feels a little bit nicer in my body. But if that is a struggle for you, you can easily write down the things that you don't want because that's getting you to the same point, okay? And then when you are super clear on what your red flags are, you can then go in to dating and be empowered, right? Because for me now, and I am out dating again, And I've been on a couple of dates, I'm going on a couple more dates and I'm excited about it. But it's really great practice to get out there and date because the second you see something that may be a serious red flag for you, that is your alarm bell going, okay, this person's not right. Thank you, next. Or maybe it's you're seeing some green flags that you've identified (laughs) or maybe you're seeing some orange flags that you've identified. And I just think it brings that awareness to yourself and that awareness to dating, which is empowering. And so on that, I just want to say your red flags are your red flags. It's specific to you. It's not up to anyone. It's not up to me. I can't tell you what not to accept or what to accept. Obviously, I can try and share my general advice and I can try and share what I've gone through. So sometimes you don't have to make the same mistakes that I have, but this is really up to you. And I will answer a question about being too picky in the listener questions that covers this a little bit more. I also want to say that some of these things do take time to learn and I think I'm a huge fan of having fun with dating and so I want you to have fun with it. I know this episode has been about red flags but there are green flagged people out there and I'm also a very big fan of if you've gone on a first date with someone and you're like sitting on the fence and not really sure, I'm a fan of going on a second date and giving it another shot because... The first date I feel like is a bit shallow. Everyone's on their best behavior. You're not really able to uncover some of the things that you might've identified as being a red flag or a green flag. And so that second date can help you delve a little bit deeper. Now guys, the best part of the show, we are chatting icks. (laughs) And when I put that question box up, I was cackling in my room. My family was like, are you all right? And I was like, no, I'm dying because you guys are so funny. You guys are hilarious. And I'm going to put a post up in the Facebook group because I want to know, and obviously in the safety of the group, we can comment more things in there. I've had to filter some of the stuff I'm going to read out, but I want to know your icks. And so in terms of red flags and icks, for me, red flags are probably a little bit more serious where I would cut things off and icks are a little bit less serious and sometimes funny, sometimes superficial, and sometimes I might look past an ick if it doesn't totally turn me off. And I'm giving you a definition of an ick. So an ick in dating is most commonly known as something that's a turn off when you have a romantic interest in someone. So here are my icks, and I think I've just got six. I think I've got more, but I just wanted to put in six because I'm about to read you some of the icks that you guys sent through. So my icks. Number one, when they ask for my Snapchat. I'm 29. I don't have Snapchat, guys. Number two, when they don't like dogs. I'm a package deal with Franklin. We're a package duo. Three, when they don't know what they want in dating or life. And I immediately get the ick when I ask somebody, if I'm going to go on a date with them and I ask them, what are you looking for? And they're like, I don't know. Let's go with the flow. Immediate ick. I don't care if you just want to have fun. I don't care if you want a relationship. I want you to know what you want. And for me, immediate ick. The next one, when they call me babe, baby, hun, 
Ugh, makes my skin crawl. And then the last one that I'm going to give you from my list is when they can't make plans. Again, I think this just goes back to I like when someone I'm dating says, here's the plans, I've organized this, and they're decisive. I find that attractive. If they don't have that, gives me a little bit of an ick. But again, some of these things I could probably look past. If they called me babe, but they you know ticked a lot of green flags, I might look past it. You know what I mean? Okay, so here are some of the icks that you guys sent through. Now, I have made these uh, gender neutral because I didn't want to shit on any particular gender, but some of these are really funny. When they want to see you 24-7, fair. I think I think that's an ick. That would give me the ick. When they chew really loudly, also valid. When they only had a mattress in their room and no bed frame. <laughs> when they don't wash their sheets. We can tell that you don't wash your sheets. <laughs> Shorts. In particular, denim that are below the knee. Guys, I had this three times. I haven't seen it, but watch me see it now because it's in my mind. Not having their license. I don't know if that one's an ick for me. Sending unsolicited photos, that's an ick. Unless you're asking for it, unless you're asking the person to send unsolicited photos, unless they're solicited, don't send them. When they have the all-in-one body wash, face wash, shampoo and conditioner, this one, when they rev their car, oh, gives me immediate ick. When they're mean to their mum, there's actually a few about their mum. So one of them is when they're mean to their mum, ick. Calling their mum mummy, Their mum doing their washing, cleaning, laundry or their life admin. And this one made me laugh. Getting their mail sent to their mum's address. (laughs) When they don't return the trolley to the station. Huge ick. I agree. Just in general, people should be putting their trolleys back. When they run to their train and their backpack flaps up and down. This one does have a gender to it. And I just have to put it in. Thinking he's basically twerking when doing missionary... (laughs) I wish I had someone in here reading these out because I'm just cackling to myself. When they watch videos at legit max volume, when they're using a baby voice and when they try to lay down a beach towel, but it's windy. (laughs) Guys, some of them were hilarious and I couldn't put them in because I was like borderline, am I going to get cancelled if I read it out on the podcast? But come to the Facebook group, we'll put a post up in there and we can have a laugh about it in that little safe space. Now, I think for me, the biggest ick I have personally looked past in the past, and don't judge me on this because we don't judge ourselves, but I was very young and I was dating a guy in Sydney and he told me that he didn't like dogs. And I went on a few dates with him and he even met Franklin and he was okay when he met Franklin, but Now I just think if a guy says he doesn't like dogs, I'm not even going anywhere near you. Now I'm very clear on like what he's like, yes and no. I think I'm actually worse in the red flag department and I'm happy to call myself out here. I have looked past some very serious red flags and then I have gotten myself into these relationships which don't last and end very badly and sometimes end very badly for myself and I get hurt. And I guess that's why I'm more cautious in dating now and that's why I want to share what I can. All right, now let's get into the listener question. So the first question that came up is, am I being too picky? How do I know if I'm just being too picky in dating? And this makes me really sad because I feel like there is like this trope that exists out there. Like if you have been single for a really long time or if you're single, it must be because there's something wrong with you or because you're picky. And I have also been accused of this. There have been some times on TikTok where I've had like a video go viral and then it's been like, well, you're obviously too picky or there's something wrong with you or that's why you don't have a partner. And it makes me mad because I think in the past, what I've personally done is like sacrifice things about me, who I am, what I like 
four relationships and then gotten into the wrong relationships. And I think I've been so not picky in the past and I don't think I'm too far the other way now. And I also think that the people who are the ones telling you that you're too picky are the ones that know they can't meet what you need or the ones that haven't been picky enough before. And I don't think you're being picky and I want to say you're not being picky. It is okay to have standards. It is okay to know what you want in a relationship and it is okay not to settle until you get that. And I think you can have expectations, you can have clarity and it is great to know what you want. When is it a bad thing to know what you want? And I will say what I recommend is trying to bring a balanced approach to it. Know what you want, but also don't be unrealistic. I think we can perhaps cross the line and I'm not going to say that the line we're crossing is pickiness. I'm saying the line that we may cross is unrealistic expectations, which unrealistic expectations are never a good thing. They're never a good thing for ourselves. They're never a good thing to put on other people. And so if you can try to be balanced in that approach, I would recommend that, but I don't want to call it picky. I also think I personally try to bring to the table what I expect. I wouldn't expect something from a partner if I can't personally give it. And I even think in my early 20s, I used to probably have a very superficial list of what I wanted in a boyfriend or in a partner, which was probably more about how they looked or what they did for work or or like shallow, superficial shit like that. But now I'm very much guided by those red flags or green flags, if you will. And I gave you guys nine. I've definitely dated guys in the past who didn't have any of those red flags. And so I know that they exist. I know that there are people out there that exist that can potentially meet the expectations that you have as long as they're healthy and reasonable. But I will say, I do stand by my belief that it is far better to be alone than with the wrong person. And so I don't want you to think you're being picky. I want you to rephrase that. And I want you to say to yourself that, no, I've got my standards. I've got my expectations. I know what I want and that's okay. And if you feel like you are still being too picky, go back and look through what you're after and see if those expectations are realistic or unrealistic. And then question number two is how to tell the difference between a red flag and just overthinking or self-sabotage. Now, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, I want you to do that activity where you go through that red flag, green flag, ideal date or ideal relationship situation because you need to get super clear on what it is that you do and don't want and then make decisions in line with that. And I truly wholeheartedly believe when you have that awareness in yourself and you have that knowledge to guide you, it is much clearer to see a genuine red flag versus you getting in your own head. And I also said before, if you are unsure after a first date, but in particular in relation to this question, if you think you are in your own head, go on a second date, push yourself, give yourself that second chance and see what happens make the call after that. And if you were ever confused between the two, I really recommend taking a moment to think about it. Journal it out. Maybe it's chatting to a friend. Maybe it's just asking yourself, is this something that you really care about? Is this something that's really important or is it something else? And so I guess my overarching thing here is that you need to trust yourself and you need to trust your ability to make those decisions. And it's something I'm learning to do. I'm still learning to do it. If you've got that awareness That's all you need to then go and make the next best decision and back yourself. If you think this is a red flag, if you think this is something that you can look past or move past, trust your decision. And then listener question number three is how to stop falling for potential. This came up so much and I think this is so normal and so common. It's something that I've done. And I think if you've got a creative imagination, you're prone to this as well. But I'm going to give you my tips for how to stop falling for potential. 
Okay, so there's five. And my first one is to slow it down. And this is something I'm guilty of in dating. There is no need to rush. There's no reason to see them every single day. Be patient in getting to know them. Space out the dates. Take it slow. You don't need to be talking to them 24-7. Really give yourself the time, the physical time, to be able to get to know them. Number two is believe people's words and who they show you they are. And if they are telling you things like they don't want a relationship or they don't want anything serious, believe them. If they are telling you they want a relationship, but then their actions aren't aligned with that, believe them. This goes back to that confusing behavior. If somebody has their words and actions not matching up, that is showing me that who they are or where they think they are is not really where they are. And maybe they aren't quite ready or maybe they're not the right person for you. And so just believing on face value who they are based on what they say or what their actions are showing you. And then my tip number three is to check in with yourself. Now, I mentioned this a little bit before, but I'm a huge advocate for a post-date journal dump. (laughs) And I've spoken about this on a few episodes, but I write down after a date, I write down all the good things about it. One, because I like to remember that, but I also then write down the things that maybe I felt a little bit "Mm, unsure about or that didn't really sit well. And the reason I do this Secondly, is because it helps me stay present. It helps me stop running down that rabbit hole with, oh, I'm going to plan our wedding now. You know, it just helps me really stay in the moment. And that is for you. That journal entry is for you. And it's something that you can look back on as well, especially if you find yourself getting caught up. You can then go back and think, hey, this is where we're actually at. I'm staying present in this moment. And then tip number four is to not make excuses for them to yourself or to your family or to your friends. And this is something that I've noticed I do as well when I I'm focused on the potential. It's making excuses for whatever behavior it is or almost not, it's not making up lies, but it's almost like you're helping create this like false sense of potential for who they are. And maybe you might be talking them up to friends or even talking them up in your head, putting them on this pedestal that doesn't really exist. That is something to be mindful of as well. And then tip number five is don't put all your eggs in one basket. And I wasn't going to put this in here. No, I was going to put this in here because I've had a conversation about this many times with my therapist. But the way that we have, I guess, helped me not get too far down the track is to date a couple of people at the same time, not just to date one person. Maybe it's dating one or two people and going on that first and second date around the same time so that you're not putting all of your energy into one person. And I feel like when you are able to disperse your energy like that in a healthy way, that keeps you in the present moment too. And then last question, number four, is what to do if your significant other has some bad red flags, but some good ones. And so on this, I want to say we all have red flags. I have red flags. I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect. I don't think anyone is perfect. And I think at any point in our life, we can have red flags. But I also think it's a little bit different once you're in a relationship versus the early stages of dating. And I would love to dive into this in another podcast episode. But ultimately, I truly believe that people can change. I believe that people can evolve and do better. And while I'm not sure what your red flags are in this question... There are obviously some that exist out there that are more serious than others. And in my eyes, some red flags can be a deal breaker, right? Which is okay. But in my eyes, some red flags can move to a yellow flag, but some can also stay red if your partner is not willing to budge or if your partner is not willing to work on it. And so at that point, I would say you need to ask yourself, is this red flag a deal breaker? Because if it is, maybe the best option is to end the relationship. 
or is this something that you can live with? And I want to leave it there. Obviously, I would love to go into that in a little bit more detail. We will in another episode, but we're going to wrap the show here. I want to say thank you for voting for this episode. I have loved recording it. I was pretty excited to do this one because I'm back out there dating again. I just feel like it's super relevant for me. And if you're in a long-term relationship and have no interest in dating, I promise there's going to be episodes for everyone coming. So thank you for listening to this one. I also want to say thank you again for voting for me in the podcast awards. I appreciate your support. I would love it if you could leave me a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple. And I would also love it if while you're listening, you can post a story of the podcast wherever you're listening so I can see to your Instagram story and so I can share that because that helps me quite a bit. It helps get the word out. Podcasts don't have an algorithm and I'm a little independent podcast who produces the podcast on my own. I edit the podcast, I plan the podcast and I market the podcast all by myself. And so any support that you guys can give me goes a long, long way and I'm super, super grateful. All right, I hope that you have the best week ever. I hope that something amazing happens to you. I hope that you crush the week. If you've had a rough week this week, hang in there. I promise you it will get better. You've got this. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Have the best week. I'll see you next time. Bye.